Lucas, are we on? We are on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of season two of You Have to Hear This with special guest. Hi, I'm Casio Fonseca, lead singer of Beach Tower. Hey, he's my he's my singer. I'm the guitarist. We're from Beach Tower. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, yeah, should we get straight into the albums then, or which album? Oh, oh, this yes. is so. I have a six-sided die, <laughs> and I was thinking, one and two is Casio, three and four is me, five and six is you. Sounds good. All right. Two, Casio. Oh boy. What album did you pick, Casio, and okay. why did you pick it? Okay, so. Uh, the album that I have is called uh, Separation by a band named Balance and Composure. Uh, I chose this album. Uh, it's their debut studio album. Uh, it came out in 2007. Or 2011, sorry. band formed in 2007. Uh, but uh, it's a very good album all around. Very good, like, post-punk, uh, indie, emo, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Brand New. When I was yeah, listening to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that kind of like post-emo, post-hardcore yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm not um, getting Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the band, uh, like I said, they formed in 2007 in uh, Doyle's, Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Uh, they're often suggested having similarities to Title Fight, Brand New, like hey, you just said, right and uh, Nirvana. Uh, the band is made up of members John Simmons, uh, Bailey Van Ellis, Eric Peterson, Andy Slaymaker, and Matt Warner. Uh, the band put out three studio records, this being their first. Uh, from 2007 to 2019, they were active. As of 2019, they've broken up. Uh, but uh, the lead singer, John Simmons, has his own solo project, and he's also kind of gone into the world of rap a little bit. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. It's what's his, really uh, weird. What's his solo project called? Uh, it's just him. It's just John Simmons. Oh, okay. Um, so, is there any specific reasons why you picked this album? Like emotional attachment or just you uh, really liked it? So, the first the first time I ever heard of Balance and Composure, it was just like, I was just randomly listening to like other similar albums to it. And like a song randomly popped up and I was like, wow, that's really good. So, after hearing that, I went and I looked through their discography. And I think it was their second studio album. Uh the things we think we're missing. That's the one that like really brought me into them. That's the one that I listened to the most. And then I was like, okay, I've listened to this. I should give the other ones a listen. So I listened to this, which is their first album. And it was just, it's so much more raw, I feel, than their next two albums. Um, Cause they, the things we think we're missing is very similar to Separation, but uh, their third album, Light We Made, which is the last one they put out before they broke up, it w they went much more like electronic based. Ooh. So it's very interesting. Like mm -hmm. they're seeing their progression. Uh, but yeah, this is just, I think it's a really good album overall. It's a really cool sound. This was really interesting for me because I wouldn't say I'm crazy about emo or I know that too much about emo. I really like Brand New and that's my favorite band in the genre, but I love post hardcore. Like at the drive-in, Mars Volta. I think I've mentioned them on the show before, and so like, I really liked when they went in this album. I really liked when they went more in that direction, or when they were having that more unique sound that was like completely above the crowd in terms of the emo scene. I know they're a little past emo because mm -hmm. this album was 2011, but like those are the parts that really stuck out to me. 
And I feel like every song has at least one part. I really like the lead singer's voice. <clears throat> Me too. He can sing really he can sing really clean and nice and then really gravelly yeah. and dirty when he needs yeah. to. So, uh, what'd you like about this album, Lucas? Um, I know it's a really weird thing to say, but I really like the album art. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. Just for starters, it's just like a, a painting, it seems like. But I liked it. Um, I actually uh, don't know any of the names of the songs because I didn't look at it while it was playing. <laughs> nice one. It's a good thing it's not on Wikipedia either because we can't look. I'm going to um, have to. Do you want me to? I can bring it up on um, Spotify. I got it on Google Play. Okay, cool. I was going to point out some of my favorite songs. I wish I took more notes. I I figured they knew enough about the bands, which they do. To uh, give all the information, but then I didn't write anything about my personal thoughts. You know what, Ryan? My internet cut out too. All right. Well, I got internet now, so. Oh, well, <laughs> um, it, it went from you to me. <laughs> okay. I really liked Void. Yes. I thought that was a great album opener, like pretty short and yeah. sweet. Um, Progress was great to me, and Echo. I thought those were like standout tracks to me. Yeah. I uh, my favorite on this album is probably more to me. More to me, yeah. Ooh, that was a that was very good yeah. too. I just like I I like how it's like it's kind of like a slow build, starts out very slow and then it gets increasingly more, like, increasingly more into that like post punk hardcore feel. Yeah. As it goes on, which I really like, and then it it ends with kind of like a transition into echo. Yeah. In a little bit. I um. I felt like a lot of the songs were like that. Like, they really played with dynamics yeah. and contrast. Like, even some, if it starts with a loud part, it gets to a quieter part or a more um, progressive part. And then vice versa, if, like, that's echo or progress, I feel like, was yeah. like that, where it, it really built up the momentum. Um, the album opener does that as well. Yep. Some of them were just straight rock songs. I Tore You Apart in My Head. Yes. Is brutal. Definitely. Is absolutely yep. brutal. What was your favorite tracks, Lucas? My favorite tracks were... He's looking up the tracks. I was trying to find out stuff about the band. Um, yeah, I think I Tore You Apart in My Head is the one I liked, too. That was really... That was brutal. Like, that was a... Like, right from the get-go. It just yes. starts with him yep. screaming, I Tore You Apart in My Head. It's a really, like... It's angsty and, like, very angry, but in a way that's, like, very cathartic, I felt like, throughout listening. Um, I wasn't too crazy about the part, I said this earlier, about the parts where they do go more emo, but when they kind of like go beyond that, yeah. when it, re it really was exciting for me. So, but I think every song has that in it. Yeah. So, very impressive for a debut. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> when did you, uh, when did you start listening to it? Like, when did you get into it? Uh, 2017. I want to mm. say because they uh, they put out an EP like a three song EP in 2017, which was their last release, um, and that was the EP that like I heard the the first song them from, and then I listened to that EP specifically and then branched out into their other albums. Mm -hmm. So I've been listening to them for a little bit. You always catch bands at the tail end. I know of their career. I know it's happened so many times where I find a band that I really like, and then it's like, oh, they're they're breaking up in like t two months. Did that happen know? with MCR or uh, MCR? I really got into after okay. they had already broken up. Uh, I didn't really get into MCR till maybe 2016. I want to say I had heard them before, but I hadn't like really delved in until then. Um, but yeah, like Balance of Composure, I first started listening to in 2017. 
Um, and then by the time I actually got like fully immersed into them, it was like they they had announced. I think it was like I want to say it was November ish of 2018. I want to say they announced that they were doing one final tour and then they were done. And I was like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. Yeah, but, you know, I hate it when that happens. It's a super group, right? It was like two different bands that came together, according to the Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they now that the breakup of two local Doyle's Town, Pennsylvania yep. bands. Yeah, it's weird because they were, especially with bands like this and like uh, a lot of other bands I listen to, like uh, Modern Baseball, which hey. we're going to be talking Foreshadowing. about. Foreshadowing. Uh, Modern Baseball. Uh, uh, I think. Who else? Uh, the Wonder Years, like bands like that. There was this whole big like just surge of like these like punk hardcore bands in just like the Pennsylvania area. Yeah. Like and it's just like it just like that's so interesting. It's really weird. Like Pennsylvania is like that starting area. It's not an yeah. area that I would think. But I go back and I find like the origins of all these like just like hardcore and punk bands that I listen to and it's like, oh they formed in Pennsylvania. And it's a similar to this. It's like the fallout of other bands that people like Someone knew someone, and they brought that person in, and it just like clicked, and then the band like goes. These pockets of where bands start in the genre and the music that influences them that they're listening to and going to see live—that's always fascinated yeah. me. So, uh, you want to play a song? Sure. Um, <clears throat> do we have a preference? Uh, do you have a preference? Uh, uh, it's a little bit of a long one. I. Uh, but if you want to do more to me, is there swearing in it? There is not. Okay. Perfect. Yes, I made sure we can we can cut it a little bit too. All right. If there's if there's uh if we generally cut like upwards to four or five minutes long. Cool. Yeah. Uh oh. Am I am I spelling separation right? <laughs> I don't think you are. Sep- or the band just isn't popping up. Separate. Hold on. I love these technical issues. They always happen at least ah. once. We can't hear ourselves or. What? Come on. Screw it. There chop, it chop. Is. I'm trying my hardest, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we got a show to make. Sorry, which one did you say? More to me? Yes. All right, gotcha. That was a good in- intro back into the show, right? Shall we roll the dice? I'm still having Ooh, trouble with wanna... the technical difficulties. Do you oh, do you... the dice? I thought we could still have some more th- stuff to say about oh, okay. this. Okay, if you All want right. to. Not too much, but um, I just I, I really enjoyed like seeing where a genre is at the tail end of its lifespan. Mm-hmm. You know, because I not to say emo or post hardcore is gone, because it very much isn't. But like, what happens is these genres kind of get. Um, assimilated by other genres and so like seeing how like operatic this kind of is Mm -hmm. as compared to some of the early stuff that clearly inspired it uh, Mm -hmm. was really cool to me Lucas 
Huh? <laughs> he's not even. He's not even on this planet. No, no. Sorry, I was trying to do something. <laughs> okay. Final closing thoughts. Good, emo, kind of grungy post hardcore rock. Okay. Perfect. Cause, um, uh, I would say, I would say if you liked this album, uh, I would definitely listen to their second album, because uh, it is basically more or less the same. In terms of sound, we're missing. yes. And then, uh, if you really want to like see their progression, then listen to the third album because, like I said, it is much more like electronic. Like, uh, I'm curious to hear where yeah. they go in that yeah. direction. I'm curious to hear what that sounds like. The closer was really cool too. Yes, like the piano yeah. at the end. I really liked that. All right, so we're rolling again. But I'm rolling this time. Yeah, one, two, three, me, four, five, six, you. Sure. Okay. Or how about evens me? Odd you. Oh, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Get things a little spicy. Did I say odd is you? Yeah, yes. odd is me. <laughs> so we're doing right. So we're talking about Transatlanticism by Death Cap or Cutie. He's laughing. This is my favorite album you've recommended me so far. Really? Oh, yeah. that's so nice to hear. I wanna give a little pretense. Um uh Death Cap for Cutie is a Seattle band that formed in nineteen ninety seven, uh headed by Ben Gibbard and also <laughs> Uh, the people who were in this band at this time was Nick Harmer, uh, Jason McGurr, and Christopher Walla, who's also their producer. And um, I think Christopher has left since. I love Christopher Walla's production. I think he's such a great producer. Um, and he also works with the Decemberists and someone else I'm blanking on. But uh, the first album came out in 1998, and um, this was kind of the album that broke them into the mainstream. It was released in 2003. Uh, this was the last album they released on an indie label. So after this, they jumped to major label. Uh, what'd you guys think? I really, really, really liked it. That's that's yeah. so good to hear. I love Ben Gibbard's voice and his vocal delivery so much. And hearing it over, I've only like listened to "Give Up" by the Postal Service. So hearing it over heavier music, I think, was really cool. Yeah, his voice works for both. That's yeah. the thing that's so interesting to me. Um, and this. I, was, oh, sorry, you go. <laughs> Um, I think his songwriting and his lyricism is really, like, inventive. Like, you know, like, he comes up with, like, these weird things to focus on in life. He's a great storyteller. Yeah. I love the line, the glove compartment isn't accurately named. <laughs> or, like, these, like, really specific weird things that he decides to focus on is very fascinating to me. Um, Kaz, what did you think? Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, you've heard this before, right? Yes. I yeah. had I'd listened to this before, but... Just sitting down and really, really listening to it again, I really enjoyed this album. I think it's one of the most cohesive pieces yes. of early 2000s indie rock. I think it's so entrenched in its sound and in its concept and story that I've always admired it. And I was going to say, I see, like, since we work together a lot, I see a lot of each of our bands that we picked today in our songwriting. Like, I see a lot, the way you deliver lines, the way you come up with melodies, I see, I could hear separation, how you would be inspired by them. I feel like for me, my lyricist, I love Ben Gibbard. I think he's fantastic, and I love his, like, attention to detail and how he how he weaves stories. And I hear a lot of modern baseball <laughs> in you, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> um any particular favorite? Oh, I should say um, this album's about a long-term relationship. That's why it's called Transatlanticism. Is their cross? I think, at I think one's in Europe and the other's in America, although it's not very specific. Mm -hmm. And um, any particular favorite tracks from either of you? 
I really liked the s- title track, and I think the opener is a really, really good opener. The New Year? Yeah. That was, That is probably, like, for a lot of people, that's the first song. That's the first Death Cab song you hear, and it's called The New Year. And it really does just beckon in this new era of the band, I feel like. Right. It, it, it's a good job. It does. It's a good job. It does a good job, like setting the stage for the album. Yeah. Setting the tone. What about you? Uh, I agree with Lucas. I think the New Year is a really good opener. Um, I think it's just like a really good, really good idea into what the sound of the album is going to be. Yeah. Um, and even like lyrically, like it's just it's a very good. Um, and then I also really liked uh, title and registration. Oh, that's a great song. I know. Just the. The instruments, the instrumental of that song just, like, immediately pulled me in. Like, just something about it. It's just, it's a really good song. This album feels like, to me, putting on a warm, super comfortable, nice sweater that was owned by your ex. (laughs) And you have a ton of terrible connotations with this sweater. But it's just so nice, and you got to keep wearing it. It's, um, I have a huge, I think one of the things for me, I have a huge emotional attachment to this album because of the people and the time and the place I was listening it to it, I was listening to it with and to. That was phrased weirdly. But like, um, the new year, title and registration, Expo 86, Sounds of Settling. It's hard for me to pick a favorite song. Like Transatlanticism, it's totally worthy of the title track. Um, Passenger Seat kills me. We Looked Like Giants is like so angry. Oh, so is a lack of color. That also kills me. Um, I always really liked the line from Expo 86. Uh, it's strange. They're all basically the same, so I don't ask for names anymore. <laughs> That's such a brutal line. And uh, I don't know. I could talk about this album for hours, but uh, you want to play a song from it real quick? Sure. Um, should I play uh, There's No Swearing on this album? We got to make sure. I don't sure. think so. Do you have the explicit text on? I know. I forgot to. Because um, I have to like restart. Don't something. play... We Looked Like Giants is not FCC safe, so don't play that one. Um, I'm going to play the title track. Okay, sweet. Hey, Lucas. Do you like rock music? I do like music. Uh, <laughs> do you like rock variety? I do like rock music. I'm in a rock band. Oh, really? Um, do you like skating? Yeah, have you heard of this band called Beach Tower? Uh, well, this isn't the time for a plug. You're right, I'm sorry. Because, it's time for a different plug. Yeah, because I'm going to talk about rock and skate. Oh. Join Fredonia Radio at Steel Hall on Friday, February 21st from 5 to 7 p.m. for Rock and Skate. There will be basket raffles, music, food, and obviously ice skating. Obviously? obviously Ryan. I was going to guess. Bring some friends and some funds for raising... For, 
Well, I got two friends right here. <laughs> bring, bring. <laughs> Can they tell you're reading from a card? No, I'm not. This is all from my memory. Bring some friends and some funds for raising at this super cool event in all caps. Sorry for that joke. I'm required to say it. <laughs> does it say that on the card? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, oh, cool because of ice. Yeah, I understood it. <laughs> I didn't, and I read it. So I really liked this album, Lucas, and I'm really glad you liked it. Um, <laughs> we gotta get this back on track. <laughs> it's cool because of ice. Brian, okay. would you like to say a little bit more about your album? I would like to say a little bit more. He's walking out <laughs> of the room. <laughs> um, before this album was made, they almost broke up. Really? Yeah, they were on like a two-year hiatus, and the photo album, which was the album before this one, had like super tumultuous. Um, did I say that word right? Yes. Okay. Uh, recording sessions, and they were all very mad at each other all the time. And so, and then these these recording sessions were like, it was recorded over like six months, and they would go into the studio for five days and then take a break. And it was, they said it was very creatively rejuvenating and, like, comfortable for them to be in. Um, after this, they were to release probably still their most popular album. Um, I think this one's better. But Plans, which has I'll Follow You Into the Dark, yeah. Soul Meets Body, you know, all these classic tracks. Um, but I just, we can even talk about Give Up a little bit, his side project he did with Dental, which is like an indie pop thing. But uh, I just love this record. And I'm so glad you liked it so much. What was it? What else about it did you really like? I don't know. It's just, again, I, I completely love Ben Gibbard's lyricism and his vocal delivery. And um, I don't know, just hear, <laughs> I know I already said it, but hearing it with the louder, more distorted music. Yeah, yeah. And I felt like this is really where the band came into their own. The uh, two albums before this, we have the facts and we're voting yes. Similar subject matter, also a fantastic album. What got? When did you hear about Death Cab? Uh, the first Death Cab song that I heard was "I'll Fall Into the Dark." Yes, of course. Um, and then through that, I listened to Plans, and then uh, I had a friend at the time who was really into them, and he was like, "Oh, you should listen to Transatlanticism." So I listened to Transatlanticism. There you go. And now I listen to it again. <laughs> is this uh, your favorite album by them, or do you like Probably. Plans? Okay. Yeah, I really like this one. I feel like most people say this one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, love love this record. Could talk about it for hours. Critically acclaimed and what have you. I won't, though, because we have to move on. What are you doing? <laughs> I threw a pencil because it wasn't working. We'll do the right. grapevine thing afterward. I, I wanted to get ahead. We're in nothing but time. <laughs> Should we roll the dice for the next album? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah sure. I agree. Right. I agree. All right, it's Lucas. Hi. Hi Lucas. <laughs> Ryan Terry, Lucas Kind, nice, <laughs> nice to meet you. you. We should do a show sometime. We should. Um, the album I gave y'all was Casio's favorite album, I believe. Yes. You're Gonna Miss It All by Modern Baseball. So maybe Casio should have recommended it, and you shouldn't have been stepping on his heels. How do you feel about that? Actually, you just get to talk about two albums you love. I do. <laughs> it doesn't hurt him at all. Um, Modern Baseball is, uh, they debuted with the album Sports in 2012, which they produced themselves. Is that why they're called Modern Baseball? 
Well, no. They're called Modern Baseball because when the two uh, leaders of the band, uh, Jake Ewald and uh, Bren Lukens, got together, they found a book in their basement called Modern Baseball Techniques. I wish I, I wish it was that easy for us. I know. Now, and, we got ours from a flub. Yeah. You know how they uh, uh, got together? How'd they get together? Um, well, uh, Lukens had a uh, crush on Ewald's sister. Mm-hmm. And then... Lukens uh, stepped in dog poop on the sidewalk, and the sister knew that her brother always kept a spare shoe and <laughs> spare pair of shoes in his car. So um, he came to deliver the shoes, and then they became friends, realized each other liked music, and then they started jamming together. Based on listening to this album, that does not shock me at all somehow. <laughs> that just sounds like how these two people would meet. Uh, why'd you recommend this album? Because... um. It's one of my favorites, um, and I feel like I feel like this is kind of the best emo album, in my opinion. Like, for this kind of, you know, pop-punk slash emo, I guess, if you would call this album emo. I feel I like, so. yeah, I feel like it was a mixture of Midwest emo and, like, Northeast emo, kind of, which was interesting. Really interesting to hear. I, I just I love the like emotions on this thing the um themes of like just having a crush on a girl that's like kind of using you to talk to you or things like that and then the way like the two songwriters and vocalists um lyrics contrast like one's a little more literal you know J- Jake Ewald's a little more poetic yeah yeah I um first. Like, first listen, hearing this album, it reminded me a lot of Mountain Goats. It was like an emo Mountain Goats. And I really liked, I really loved the Mountain Goats, so I really loved this album. It was just quick, no frills, no surprises, great pop rock tunes, great emo tunes. And I was really, it was an invigorating listen. Did you have a favorite track? I did well. Your graduation, <laughs> your graduation's a fantastic song, and I also really liked the first song. Fine, um, great. Yeah, I I'm gonna pull it up myself. Uh, why is this your favorite album? Why is this my favorite album? Ah oh, man. Um, like, is there a time of place, or was it you just really like it? It I this really was a time and place album. Mm-hmm. Um, just I think it was just like. I want to say maybe 10th grade high school. That's the perfect age. Just like perfect age everything hitting at once. Just like, oh. <laughs> Why did you give me that <laughs> Why You're like angsty no. and emotional. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Everything just kind of hitting at once of like, there's so much stuff that I don't know how to do that I have to do. Yeah. And just like. Finding finding this out because this was this was another one where just randomly listening to music and then Fine Great came on and it was the first song I ever heard from Modern Baseball and immediately Brendan's voice just like hooked to yeah. me. He has such a unique voice and it's just like I don't know, there's just something about it. I was like, This is this is this is a band that I will need to listen to. So I listened to the entirety of this album. Haven't stopped listening to this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sports is an amazing album. Holy Ghost is an amazing album. 
I want to check them out. Yeah, I was. I had to decide whether to give them Holy Ghost or You're Gonna Miss It All, because I feel like they're both great. But You're You're Gonna Miss It All is just so fun yet so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I see a lot of your songwriting in this, Lucas. Yeah. Yeah, on the stuff you've showed me, I see a lot. And I don't know. You take that as you will. I take it as a compliment. We can't play any <laughs> songs on it because we're not getting any Wi-Fi. I can. No, it's because they're all explicit. Oh. <laughs> I liked that. Is there a? Is the, can you pull a song up from a different album that isn't explicit? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great. Um. Oh, most of Holy Ghost isn't explicit. Yeah. We got that going for us. Um. Lucas, what does this album mean to you? This album, I think it's a very good end of high school album. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Cause, uh, oh, I I don't know. I like, I I re- I remember when I found this album. I found the music video for your graduation, and then like I didn't have Spotify Premium or anything like that. So on SoundCloud, all of the songs were posted, but I didn't know which order they came in. So like I made a pl- I looked up the track listing, then made a playlist. Oh, that's for, awesome. Uh, the album, and um. Yeah, uh, I I just I really liked it. I liked the transition between Charlie Black and Timmy Bowers. That was cool. That was really cool. Um, I liked uh the song Rock Bottom too. I related to a lot. Oh, <laughs> one song is longer than three minutes. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'd listened to both these albums today, and I was like, I was like, I gotta. <laughs> I was looking at the lengths because I was like, how much time do I have to spend? And I saw this album was only 30 minutes, and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to invest too much time. <laughs> um, what do you think of the closer? I really liked it. I thought it was a really great way to end the album. It, it did kind of feel like maybe it's just because I've only heard it once or twice. Like once on um, In Order and then once on Shuffle. It felt like it blended together, but I'm sure that will change once I get more familiar with it. You know, I think every album I listen to nowadays kind of blends together. But uh, I really liked, I really enjoyed the ride. It brought me on, even if it was kind of sad and reminded me of high school, which I never want. Where are you looking? What? Oh, I was just, (laughs) I was looking at the track listing for Holy Ghost. It it looked like you totally blacked out. No, I'm still listening. I'm just. Okay. (laughs) I'm very tired. It was a long Monday. This did debut on the Billboard Top 200. Really? Yeah. Top 100. It was number 97. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Yeah, that's impressive. Um, Did you watch... You watched the music video for your graduation, right? You showed it to me. Oh, right. I forgot I did. Um, that's I need to talk of, to the mic. You showed it to me. That's one of my favorite music videos. That was really cool. I, I You asked if we could cover this, if we ever... I do want to cover ...play it. together. I would cover this. I would absolutely cover it. I'm assuming you'd want to sing. Um... You I can sing, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Thank you. Um, I would like to. Um, yeah, I really enjoy this. I, I, it's it's really nice to see these new, interesting bands. I don't think a band like this would be, I don't want to say popular, because I feel like they could ride that pop-punk wave, but like I feel like they're very much of the SoundCloud Bandcamp era. Also, this album, um, it was, I believe it was produced or distributed by Run For Cover Records. Yes, it was. Um, but they recorded it themselves. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, I was trying to figure out where or how it was recorded, and I couldn't find much information. I believe so it was probably... recorded in Pennsylvania. Ooh, okay. I thought Transatlanticism, 
Transatlanticism was recorded in the area, but that might have been plants. Because hmm. I thought maybe Rochester, but I wasn't sure. Um, Want to play a track from Holy Ghost? Because we can't play anything from the album you recommended. I'm going to play a, a track called Mass from Holy Ghost. All right, perfect. Pulled over at midday, the choker's still wet behind the ears. He hands off a novel of novice citations outside the service station. The glue sets beneath our heels. My baby's in Massachusetts, and all this blues is useless. Sunsets in my stretch outside, so That's about as long as most of their songs are, <laughs> which is nice. It was good for me having to listen to this uh, very early. Um, so any closing thoughts on the record? Good albums. Good mm-hmm. albums. They're all very good albums. Yes. I think they're somewhat similar. All indie rock. Yeah, we all we managed to kind of fit them into like a similar genre. We did. I mean, they're diff- They're different, and you can tell the differences. But right. I wanna. I wanna do more electronic and hip-hop oriented stuff but i feel like i want to give you all my indie rock ones first just because of like how much i was into them in high school and i want you to hear them would you like a more non-rock album for next week just wondering um i'd like to break out of the mold i think we're more likely to give rock albums so i, yeah. I try and that's well, why i did ventura I just like and more rock albums. <laughs> that's fair that's fair um but if we don't have anything else to talk about, let's talk about this year, next next year, this year's album rollout. Uh, bands that we're looking forward to, bands we're hoping release something, if they do or don't. Um, we could talk a little bit about what's already been released. I know Algiers has already released something. Bombay Bicycle Club. Um, I don't know if anyone's listened to these yet. Tame Impala's going to come out with a new album. Tame Impala is going to come out with a new album, which uh, is probably the highest profile one I can think of. That we were all super into. Are you excited for it? I'm excited for it. I'm very excited for it. So he's looking at my Wikipedia page of all the albums. Cos, are you excited for it? We're all looking at the Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did listen to a little bit of the new Pine Grove album, and it was pretty good. They were also Ooh. on Run for Cover Records for a little bit. Were they? I believe so. Is Run for Cover kind of like emo, yeah. Midwest emo? Kind thing? of. I think Citizen is on there. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But there, that's another one that I've, I've listened to. I'm familiar with Pine Grove. I'm not too familiar with Citizen. Um, Breaking Benjamin, Breaking January Benjamin. 24th. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've loved every single Tame Impala single that's come out. I only heard Patience and Borderline. You haven't listened to the other two or three? I haven't. How many has it been? Oh, it's been a lot. Run for Cover um, did the first Glass Beach album. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um... But yeah, we're kind of a little late. I mean, this is our second show of this season, so I guess we're not that late. But uh, uh, some bands that come to mind, not looking at the list, 1975, yes. Carsey Headrest, Frank Ocean. Yep. Those are the three people. And Kendrick Lamar. I'm hoping he releases something. There it is. Tame yep. Impala. There's Tame Impala. So rush. Those are Those are the, like, five that I'm like, if they need, they're either going to release something or they have been teasing something. Yeah. And they should release something. 
Frank Ocean's playing Coachella. There's no way he wouldn't be <laughs> playing Coachella yeah. if he wasn't releasing an album. There's a new BTS album coming out. Uh, I'm sorry, what? BTS. <laughs> My sister really Bieber. likes them. Justin Bieber. I know who BTS is. I just wanted to play into the bit. Um, we're just new huddled Grimes. around. Hollywood Undead. Grimes oh, my did, God. Who did she date? Uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. That's weird. They probably did the Johnny. They probably did the Helena Bottom Carter and Tim Burton thing, where they had like two separate houses Ozzy in one Osborne title. Is putting out an album. Oh, when that comes out in this like year? T- eleven days. Oh, you new want soccer mom? I, I have a new album yeah, to recommend you, Lucas. <laughs> um, Five Year Death Punch. I hear so much about them, but I know nothing about them. I'm really. What do you think of the 1975's new singles? I don't think Lucas. Is, I like people. He really likes people. Yes, I also like people. I think everyone really likes uh, people. Me and You Together song is pretty good. I really like Frail State of Mind, too. Yeah. I think I'm really excited for this next album. It's going to be 22 songs long. I know. That's Wait, what? crazy. Uh, Joy yeah. Wave. Joy Wave. Joy, Joy Wave. Wave. You want to come see Joy Wave live with us? If we sure. Go? Ooh, they're coming to Buffalo. Yes. Um, five Seconds of Summer. Very excited for that. Anyone? New Pearl Jam, which I'm New not Pearl excited Jam. for. Have I <laughs> yeah, talked about that like on the show? There it is. No, you haven't. All right, time time for a short short rant. The new Pearl Jam single, it's not, it's really really not good. Go it, go on. It's a disco oh, no. track. We got the red flannel right here. You're gonna yeah, yeah. Red, wear the red I flannel. I gotta put on the red flannel for this. <laughs> so, As if we weren't derivative enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, Luke <laughs> Luke Katatano here, <laughs> and uh, to say this new Pearl Jam single, it's. It's a disco track, but they're trying to be grunge. But Eddie Vedder is playing so much into the classic Eddie Vedderisms, like the kind of thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The thing that every post-grunge artist has been doing for the last 20 years. But he used to be good at it. Yeah, he used to be good at it. That's why Pearl Jam's a good band. I, As much as I love Pearl Jam, I don't think they should be making disco music. Or nonetheless, disco. Like, I think their latest release, Lightning Bolt, I thought that was a good album. What if he only makes ukulele albums? I wouldn't mind that. Ooh. Ooh. I okay. love Eddie Vedder's ukulele songs. Ooh, I- I'm ready okay. to take off the red flannel. Okay, give me the red flannel <laughs> back. Um, Airborne Toxic Event, Alanis Morissette, Haley Williams, <laughs> Wait, what? and Weezer are all coming out with albums in May. Wow. That's oh, a Weezer's jam-pack. coming out with the Van Weezer. Yeah. Yes. They haven't released anything from it, have they? Oh, that's it. Yes, they have. No, no. Uh, end of they the did, game. Um, Graphic yeah, design is my end passion. of the game. Oh, that's right. I don't pay attention to Weezer as much as I used to. I was I loved the White Album so much, yeah. and then I didn't like Pacific Daydream so much. That was the best single out of the three that came out. What? Yeah. Because it was like as soon as they announced uh, the big tour that Weezer, Green Day, and Fall Out Boy are doing, mm-hmm. it was like Fall Out Boy put out a new single, Weezer put out a new single, and Green Day put out a new single. I... I don't know what Green Day is doing. No, honestly, I I listened to their new album. I, I don't know. I've what they're heard. Doing. It's, eh. My I've roommate heard, really liked it. I heard it was just to get out of their record label, or to buy some more time. To it's make very a possible. Good album, yeah. I don't know. I just it feels like they were trying to go back to what American Idiot was, but I don't think you can do American Idiot better than what American Idiot is. That's fair. It has a Broadway musical for yeah. a reason. So is Alanis Morissette. Speaking of May. <laughs> Um, or April, what did I say? That was May. Um, some some that aren't announced yet. Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong. He was kicked out of Blink-182, so he's got to be doing something. <laughs> Have I ever gone on my Blink-182 rant to no. you? No. What is your Blink-182 rant? 
I know you don't like Blink-182. I hate Blink-182. Oh Evanescence I... is putting out an album this year. Oh, my year. God. Oh, my <laughs> Evanescence. I, so, Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple. I'm excited for that. I Gabby Hanna? <laughs> <laughs> if it's anything like her poetry. Was she the one that came out with the really bad poetry book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think J. Cole, The Killers, Kid Cudi. Frank Ocean. Frank o- oh, I'm so excited for Frank Ocean's new album. I know some people aren't crazy about the new singles, but I'm into them. I like the vibe he's going for. Lana Del Rey has two albums. Run the Jewels 4. Run yes. the Jewels 4 is announced. Oh, my God. I would be so excited. I think, oh, The Strokes. New album. They announced it to be announced. Um, and The Weeknd. I really want Kendrick to release something. I think he's due. His rock album. His rock album. It's going to be Speed and Bold to Heaven Part 2. <laughs> Baby, oh, let's Supermarket. go. Supermarket. Oh, no. Such a great record of rappers turned rock artists, right? Um, I think it's going to be a pretty cool year. I think, uh, oh, my Blink-182 rant. I hate Blink-182, but I know so much about them. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, because, okay, there's Blink-182. We've had this conversation. Yes. There's Blink-182, <laughs> uh, which is Tom DeLonge, Mark Hoppus, and Travis Barker. Right. And then there's Boxcar Racer, which if I believe is Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker. And then the other one is the reverse. It's Tom DeLonge and Travis Barker because cause Tom was like, I want to sing about space. And Mark was like, I want to sing about girls. So, so they started different man. Uh, Boxcar Racer's Tom DeLonge. So he's singing about space. Mark Hoppus is singing about girls. And then Tom DeLonge starts Angels and Airwaves, which is a solo project, which is just him. And then Travis Barker starts Transplants, which is a super group with a bunch of other emo bands. And then they get back together as Blink-182, and then they kick Tom DeLonge out. Yes. And then they added Matt Skiba of Al- Alkaline Trio. Yeah, again, that's what Blink-182 needed, right? Alkaline Trio. Yeah. And now it's uh, also... Uh, Mark Hoppus and Alex Gaskarth from, I can't remember who the knows? name of the band. Wait, who, they for, have uh, Simple Creatures. Oh now. my god, there's so many Blink-22 yeah. bands. This fascinates me. Look at Tom DeLonge. I have a picture of him. Up. <laughs> he looks so shot. <laughs> he looks so sad. <laughs> that's what they told when he was kicked out of Blink-22 for the second time. That's what that's what his face was. It just It's just so fascinating to me that this, like, almost nothing Blink, like, somewhat popular pop rock band was like let's have five different bands yeah. we have our musical output is crazy <laughs> we have so much to get out there and we need we need to get it out there as much as possible um any specific ones that are like this is the one i'm most excited for um uh i'm very excited for joy waves new album i'm excited for kendrick uh <laughs> i'm excited uh, for kendrick knuckle puck uh knuckle. big band that i listen to Putting out an album this year, uh, movements. Another band I listen to supposedly are putting out an album this year. Ooh. Um, yeah, big, uh, big, big year for rock for me. I think it's gonna be good. Me too. Carsey um, Carsey Headrest. Carsey Headrest. Cardi Headrest. Cardi Headrest. Car- Car- oh my God. Cardi B Headrest. Um, I really want. I really want Carsey to release something. And that, and I mean, Will Toledo's crazy. They've prolific. released something every year for like the last few years. Yeah, because last year was Commit Yourself Completely, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, um, I mean, he's crazy. He's never going to stop. Morrissey's got a new album out, too. They can't but cool he's him down. racist, so they can't cool him down. Um, the Carsey Headrest, I'm really looking forward to the 1975. Yeah. Frank Ocean, and then Frank Ocean and Kendrick are the crown jewels. Like, 
for dumb, like, fun pop, I, I don't think they're, they're dumb fun. I think they're pretty smart, mm-hmm. but, like, you, you understand what I mean. I'm super for, looking forward to Notes on Conditional Form for, like, the meat and potatoes. Kendrick Lamar and Frank Ocean. Yeah. I don't think you can beat them. Judging off the way things have gone, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a Panic at the Disco album. Ooh. And yeah. I know that... <laughs> I know that... Uh, Tyler Joseph of 21 Pilots, at least, has been posting a lot of stuff that he has been writing, like a lot of stuff, writing oh, and recording cool. a lot of stuff recently. Um, so maybe a 21 Pilots album this year? I, I don't know. In a simple vein, Stone Temple Pilots are yes. releasing an album. February. Who are now opening for Nickelback. On Wait, no, they, oh my God. they already released it. I guess that shows how relevant Stone Temple Pilots is. <laughs> oh, yeah, last Friday. I still like them. Um... Well, I still like them back when they had Scott Whelan. Me too. Wolf Parade, Pet Shop Boys. There's a lot of good bands. Wait, Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, Pet Shop Boys are releasing uh, January 24th. Oh, it's already out. out. What? What? Wow, we're so behind. We should have started our show January 1st. I know. Was January 1st a Monday? I don't. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great year. Um, Let's get into next week. Next week? Okay. We don't know who our guest is going to be yet. Similar to last, we knew who our guest was going to be, but I didn't ask you what album. So that was that was disappointing. We're still we'll 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 get this guest thing down soon enough. Every time we're like, oh yeah, we got this. We throw in another variable that's like we need we need to always be bad like at something. Making things more difficult for ourselves. Yes. Um, I so who wants to recommend first, Lucas? Um. Okay. So I have a list. Do you want a rock album or do you want to shift away from that? I will avert these questions to Kaz. Wait, he's not going to be on. I know, but I want to be surprised. Um, well, from from what I've heard of the show so far from last season and last episode, faithful viewer right here. Um, it seems to have been primarily rock, mm-hmm. so I'd say uh, maybe take a chance, step away from rock. I'm gonna give you, um. An album, uh, a very weird, very experimental album. I'm giving you the album White Men or Black Men 2 by Young Fathers. Oh, I'm familiar with with Young Fathers, but I haven't listened to a full-length album yet. I'm excited for that. Um, Just to break the chain, I'll also give you a rock album. Wait, a rock album? (laughs) It's it's like angular indie rock. Oh. Um, Well, the Young Fathers isn't a rock album. Oh, I know, I know. It was me being facetious. Oh, okay. Um... I'm going to give you uh, Emergency and I by the Dismemberment Plan. Okay. Which is a really fan. It's a great college album. Let me say that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, have you listened to either of these? No. Ooh. Exciting next episode if you, <laughs> wa- if you watch it, if you listen to it. Yeah. Depending on who our mystery guest is. Ooh. We have an idea, but we don't. He hasn't responded to our text because Lucas forgot to text him. I did forget to text him. Oh, I live in the same building as him, though. And I also live in that building. Algiers released an album earlier. We should. You stop. already said that. Did I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't. Haven't listened to it yet. All right, we gotta wrap things up. We gotta wrap things up. Uh, I. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, I'm taking, sorry. Taking the you? reins. No, you're good. Go on. <laughs> Don't be sassy with me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We have a few more songs for you to play, just some jams. This is a good episode. Yeah. This is a good first guest. Thank you. 
Good Give it up for Casio. Yeah, thank you for having me. Lead singer of Beach Tower. Go check us out on Instagram at Beach Tower Music. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, uh, whatever's good for you. We played North Pole and it was amazing. It was yeah, so much fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, all right. See you next time. Bye. Thank you to Anchor and Fredonia Radio Systems for making this podcast possible. Music done by Evan Donnelly and podcast art done by Amelia Loreso. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at You Have to Hear This. Thank you for watching.